All right. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us for Compass Point, the podcast from the VCU Wilder School's Office of Research and Outreach. Here, we discuss current policy and governmental issues, share promising practices for conducting research, explore research conducted by the faculty members within the Wilder School and beyond, and provide tips for students and others interested in pursuing their own research. My name is Brittany Keegan, and I'm the Director of Research Promotion and Engagement for the Wilder School. Today, I'm joined by Jason Burkett, our Senior Research Consultant here at the Office of Research and Outreach, who's going to talk to us today about his economic impact research and work. So Jason, thank you so much for being here. We're really excited to have you join us. Um, so to start, could you please just share a little bit about your background? Um, so what has been your you know, academic experience and work experience, and how did that lead you to your role here at the Wilder School? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a career changer. My undergraduate degree is was in theater arts. And so I got my degree in theater arts, went to a small school in North Carolina, and then moved to Chicago and worked in backstage theater for years and years, uh, all through my you know 20s, essentially. I think of that as my misspent youth in a way. Uh, but I had a great time. I worked for an Emmy Award win I'm sorry, a Tony Award winning theater company called Looking Glass, where I met my wife. And then I worked on the Oprah Winfrey show for a while. And really? The, yeah. I yeah. never knew that. That's <laughs> yeah. very cool. In the, the final year and a half of her show. And you know, of course that's a, an Emmy Award winning show. Right. So I've got my Tony backstage <laughs> Tony and my backstage Emmy. I've got to find a way to get the Oscar and the Grammy <laughs> right. to get my backstage. That's me third guys. career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a friend who makes movies that maybe she's my way to an Oscar. <laughs> uh, the Grammy, I have no leads on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so I did that. And then when uh, the Oprah show ended, I uh, went to grad school and uh, I ended up working at Loyola University Chicago as like a full-time employee. And one of their uh, perks was to go to grad school for free, basically. So I was like, well, I should do that. So I went, I became a part-time student while working full-time and got a master's in public policy. Uh, that sort of concluded my Chicago years. I had lived there 11 years, so my wife and I decided to move to Richmond, and that's when I started working for the Wilder School. Um, so, and that was years ago. I, I got a job at the Survey and Evaluation Research Lab, got to work on a bunch of great projects like vaccine hesitancy, uh, you know, doing survey research and evaluation research on the opioid epidemic in Virginia. Um, yeah, so just everything I was hoping to get to work on as I was studying public policy. It all sort of came true when I, I came to the Wild School. That's a really cool career path. Yeah. And then I know some of the um, things that you do in your research at the Wilder School focuses on economic development and the economic impact of various policies and programs. Could you talk a little bit more about that, please? So like what exactly are you trying to understand as you do this research and how do you go about like setting up and conducting these studies? Yeah, that's a, a great question. So, um, you know, an economic impact analysis, it's essentially everyone's trying to understand um, if, if we were to start a new business or pass a policy, you know, that provides some kind of incentive like right now and for years, you know, uh, what the Center for Public Policy has done an analysis of historic rehabilitation tax credits for um, the Department of Historic Resources. Um, and so we like essentially look at that tax credit program to make sure that it's having a positive effect within the economy immediately. And then we're always interested to learn, um, are there 
carry-on effects. Like once a, re, a pro, you know a, a property has been rehabilitated and can like say run a coffee shop out of it or have new tenants if it's been converted into affordable housing. Like how did those uh, subsequent and continuing economic benefits uh, manifest essentially mm -hmm. for years? So uh, the tool, the primary tool that's used in that kind of work is called implan, which is this like if you want to picture like a great big spreadsheet, a series of spreadsheets all in, interconnected. And the idea is that like when, you know, you and I go buy a coffee in the morning or something like that, you know, five bucks or whatever we spent on the coffee, it, it, you know, it finances those employees who work at the coffee shop, but it also like part of that cost of that cup of coffee was the shipping cost that it took to bring in the beans and the cups and the lids and the little like hand warmer things so you don't burn your hand. Um, like all of those had to get shipped in and before they were shipped, they all had to get manufactured. And before they, you know, in the case of coffee, the beans had to be grown someplace. So essentially this big machine implant, like all these interconnected spreadsheets, they're essentially tracking that when you spend $5 on a cup of coffee, how do those dollars kind of matriculate through the economy? And then, of course, the, the coffee shop, like the employee gets a cut of that $5, you know, small though it may be, and the proprietor of the coffee shop gets some of that money. Now, the coffee shop owner probably owes the bank some money or they're, you know, they're paying rent maybe to their landlord. And so that, your dollars continue to operate within the economic system as it gets spent by the subsequent holders of that dollar. Mm -hmm. When the bank gets it from the coffee shop lease, they turn around and lend it to somebody else, and on and on and on. So essentially, uh, an economic impact analysis is trying to understand the effects of different economic activities. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so there's many, many use cases for why you want to know that, essentially when you're trying to evaluate a decision, like decision making. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you've been conducting this work, have there been any like really big like successes that you've been particularly proud of or any like challenges that have been hard but that you've overcome? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, here a few years ago, we worked with um, the Jefferson Cup, which is a very large, so I learned, uh, soccer tournament here. You know, and I guess growing up, I'm from Northern Virginia. I think I played in the Jefferson right. Cup growing up. So it's pretty funny to like then be here years later at, you know, evaluating the economic mm -hmm. impact. So this is a large soccer tournament pulls from like all over the country, families that want to bring, you know, uh, young children, say middle and high schoolers to come play soccer in the Richmond area. And they needed like more hotels, essentially like the, the tournament has been such a success um, that the infrastructure of the city during this like condensed three week period uh, was almost strained, you know, by the mm -hmm. influx of, of all these families. And there's a huge college right. recruitment component to it. And actually used to live right down the oh, street really? from where it was held. And I remember the first year we moved into the neighborhood, there were some parking challenges because people would park on the streets and they actually ended up um, putting in, you know, special like resident only parking signs because of that wow. one short event. So just looking at how that impacts like all the policies, transportation, parking policy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like you can sort of become a victim of your own success uh, in this case. And so, um, you know, th that's exactly what they wanted this analysis to sort of illustrate. And really an economic impact analysis of that 
variety was they were almost using it as this communication document, trying to illustrate the value of this tournament to the community, uh, to legislatures. You can look at the sort of tax return on investment. Right. Um, and so in this sort of market opportunity for other supportive businesses like hotels and transportation, mm-hmm. as you point out. And so, yeah, so that was a real success because we did that one years ago. We'll be doing it again here shortly. But in the meanwhile, that report went on to, you know, sort of proliferate these decisions. And mm-hmm. apparently the infrastructure has been expanded. Right. Like think, your example is outstanding yeah. of even just the parking signs. But and I then there have been some more hotels that have come up in that area as well. For other things, too, but I know the Jefferson Cup was one of the things they yeah, cited. Yeah, to some extent, like saying, a developer why? of a hotel can say, oh, well, this is going to serve as our backbone. And, you know, right. like we can essentially proceed with a lot of confidence knowing that this is such a critical event. So. Mm-hmm. What about challenges? So Anything challenges there? are when um, I would say the, the danger, you know, one of the best parts of my role is that I get to work on applied public policy research. So it's not theoretical. Usually our clients have sincere questions and they really don't know the answer and, and they want they would like to know, like an honest, even-handed, fair-minded answer. But occasionally, I would say the challenges can be that, you know, somebody just has to spend down grant money or something, or you worry that they've made up their mind about a topic and they've come for, you know, analysis or work, and they don't want their mind changed. Like, they're looking for something that ratifies what they already believe and they want to prove to some coworker, you know, like person they're in debate with that they're mm-hmm. right. So those can be, I would say, more of a blanket statement on like a frustration of applied policy research, either that it never gets read or that it was sort of insincerely embarked upon. Mm-hmm. But even in those cases, I think we like work hard to say, well, like it or not, you're going to learn something when you read this, and we'll sit here and try to read it to you if we have to. (laughs) And you never know how far it might go. So even if, you know, the client doesn't prefer the findings or if it doesn't get read by the person who, you know, asked for that research, maybe someone down the road will find it and it will impact policy at a later time. That's absolutely the case, yeah. And, you know, we always include literature reviews in all of our work. And so if nothing else, like, we're out here benefiting from, you know, Mm -hmm. perhaps the shelved reports of others. Absolutely. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool, so it can be, you know, used in, in... the real world and for practitioners but also like you said academia yeah and for students even examples in the classroom if they can be publicly available yeah yeah and that actually relates pretty well to the next question so what advice do you have um for any students or new professionals who might be looking to get into um, like economic development work or economic impact research like you do? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Certainly I would say for economic impact, you gotta look into the software M plan. Um, It's completely learnable, just like any technology. Um, So I would say don't be intimidated by it. There's a bunch of unfamiliar terminology, like don't be intimidated by that. It really is like um, this sort of critical nexus point that influences government and business. And obviously so much of these things is interrelated, but also just like health and decision making. And every sort of major decision of our modern lives has some kind of economic impact component to Mm -hmm. it. And again, a lot of times people are wondering about return on investment. But there is a sort of benefit to just helping the economy today. Like putting, right. buying that cup of coffee matriculates through the system in a really positive way. And so as does buying a car or what have you. And so, 
Yeah, I would say understanding that that is actually like they, there have been these tools built over the course of like 50 years and refined year after year, like they're releasing updates all the time that essentially give us these incredible computer powered tools to do our best to sort of understand those relationships. So I would say that's a pretty exciting thing and it's a very important thing that sort of permeates our, like I say, like our modern existence. Right. So I should hope if you're the kind of student who that holds some appeal, like implant, like that is the magic word. Gotta mm -hmm. learn that software. It is, it basically there is no substitute. Like Bureau of Labor Statistics has some like RIMS 2 uh, economic impact modifiers, but it, it can't hold a candle. Like implant is the real deal, so. And that's I-M-P-L-A-N, I think yes. all capitalized. All capital letters, yep. What about like in classes? Any like specific classes to keep an eye out for, or any types of classes? If not yeah, I mean, classes? if they're, I would say so. Economic development is something of a, a slightly different pursuit. Like economic impacts are used within economic development. So economic development is almost like code word for selling your locale to businesses. Mm -hmm. Like you want like businesses to come open up shop in Virginia or in your county or your town or your city. And so we're even regionally, like there's like regional efforts. Um, you know, North Carolina has the sort of research triangle. And so there's like biz businesses that they have like cluster benefits, you know? Um, so you might say, oh, we're attracting like Huntsville, Alabama has like a big space campus. And so like they can right. pull space related businesses there. So they're really sort of promoting economic development, but of course you want diversity, not just specialization in an area. Um, but yeah, so, so I would say you're more likely to find economic development classes, but mm -hmm. economic impact would probably be a component of economic development right. classes. Um, but I would say those are important. And then just like kind of general stats classes because it is quantitative, but not in like a scary way. In the same way that like stats are sort of, you know, there's obviously a quantitative component, it has math right. and stuff. So like if that really makes you uncomfortable and feel yucky, then probably you won't like implant <laughs> and that kind of thing. But if those things hold some appeal, they're certainly learnable, even if you're not like, love the math you know? yeah um yeah i would not say in any way it's an intimidating amount of math well that's good to know yeah so thank you so much for for joining us today i really appreciate you taking the time to share everything um is there anything that we haven't discussed that you would like to talk about um yeah i i, I don't think so i mean i feel like applied policy research is like a really fun area and like mm -hmm. you know we talk about sort of hard problems you hear all the time, I suppose, that like things are rough and we're all at each other's throats. And I just kind of don't see that, I think. I feel like the government and business communities are full of like good, well-meaning people trying to solve very hard problems. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's the hard problems that are, to me, like kind of the fun problems. And right. it's not just, you know, when I started my master's in public policy and I was like, oh, who are all the jerks, right? Like, it must be a bunch of jerks preventing utopia. And I came out of that program like, oh, these problems are just hard. And like every human society has grappled with them forever. <laughs> and like we get to grapple with it too. So I definitely came out of there being like, there's jerks for sure. And they're on TV and you get to see them. And But there's like so many good people. It's not just how do we stop the jerks, you know? Absolutely. So. I think it's, like you said, good people working together to make our society better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, great.
Well, again, thank you so much for being here. Um, thank you to everyone for listening, and we hope that you will join us for the next episode of Compass Point.